welcome to episode 384 of the Doctor Bit, the Doctor Who podcast. My name is David, and I'm here with Carl Archinger. Hello. We're going to talk about episode 5 of The Armageddon Factor. As we restart with the uh, with Astra in the TARDIS with the Doctor and Romana, and Romana is um, setting the coordinates for the, um, the shadow planet, and then... Canine with the shadow, and then the shadow tells Canine that his friends have arrived and he should go greet them, and you should be my eyes and ears. And so Canine goes off to meet the doctor. Uh, Romana um, asks the doctor about the segment situation because they pretty much have the the segments put together holding the time loop in place and the tracer is holding all of that in the works. So it's like, how are we going to find the sixth segment? Well, we can't use the tracer. Have we considered all of this? Um, and he, I forget what he says, something, they muse about it and then he says, Diagonal thinking, that's what's involved. And he he says, isn't it Astra? And she's like entranced by the segments. And he, she's startled. And she's, oh. Um, yes, sure. Um, he says that Astra needs to help them find their way to the shadow. Because she's been there before. And she's, no, I want to stay here. And Ramana says, I thought you wanted to come with us. And she says, no, I want to stay here. And she's staring at the segments the entire time. Um, uh, then we hear the shadow talking to her, and he's telling her to go with them and bring Ramana to the shadow. So they, she says, I understand. And in a very mechanical voice, which alerts the doctor, stares at her a bit. The doctor, um, as they leave, uh, the doctor says he'll catch them up in a second, and Romana goes off with Astra. And as he goes to exit, he hears the um, annoying beeping of the intergalactic computer distress call, and he wonders, oh, K9, because he hasn't seen K9 yet. So he grabs something, and as he leaves the TARDIS, we see he has a device with him, a little handheld device that he t- turns to a, diff- a dial, and he tunes in the signal. So I believe it's like a tracking device for this distress dre- signal. The uh, shadow um, tells a canine as he watches who is going where to uh, stay with uh, finding finding the doctor and to leave Romana with Astra. She'll know what to do. The doctor exits TARDIS and he sees Astra and Romana standing side by side right there and he says um, 
Somebody is playing tricks on us. You better, you guys better stick with me. And as he looks away, they blink out, and he looks back, and they're gone. And then he hears Ramana calling to him, and then he there's more projections um, blink in, and it turns out they're like five different Ramanas in the cavern area, all calling to him. And uh, so he just walks in a different direction out of the area and then we see Ramana and Astra and she says Ramana had been calling out to the boss she says why doesn't he answer he saw me I know he saw me why did he just walk away the doctor in his uh, walking passes by himself as well and waves to himself um and then he finds a panel in the stonework and realizes that's a view screen. And he tells the, talks to the shadow, addresses him, and says, um, we're not like these locals, Anatrius and Zeos. We're not taken in by these silly tricks of yours. We're time lords, and we've been sent by the White Guardian to gather the segments of the key to time, and you, know, you don't know who you're dealing with here. And Shadow responds and says that he knows well of who they are and what they've been doing, and he's been waiting there for some time. He says that he too serves a guardian, a black guardian, and the doctor is now in the Valley of the Shadow, and he sends the doctor into a trap, into a cavern-type cell. Astra leads... Ramana to a panel on the wall that opens as she stands in front of it and she says you'll be safe here and they walk in and she's led him, her to the shadow Ramana is and put in the wired uh, electric wired cage that the doctor had been in previously in the shadow's lair the doctor is uh, stretched out on the, on the ground and he's alerted to the distress beacon and startles awakened and looks around and he sees an outline in the rock wall that said the sky partially disguised hole in the wall and it starts to move as he goes closer to examine it and it slowly opens and a little man peeps out and they slowly move up and around the, the stone doorway there and take a look at each other and um, finally the little man who we learned is called Drax says, see, is that you? Date Sigma, class of 93, it's me, Drax and he, says, he tries to get the doctor to remember him and the doctor's like, who is this guy? You can see his face, he doesn't say anything to him and then they finally recognize each other uh, from Gallifrey, the Academy. Reminisce a bit. Drax says, oh, good on you, uh, you know, getting your doctorate and all, and um, he says, oh, what about you? He's like, well, I failed, didn't I? And I've been stuck here. I went, got into like, fix, he's kind of like a Mr. Fix-It Time Lord traveling about, and um, the doctor says, you know, do a bit of this there, here and there, and uh, Doctor's armaments as well. 
not a general practice, but once in a while. And he says, well, I've met a computer called Mentalis. And do you have anything to do with that? And he says, strictly under duress. And the shadow hired him for this job. And then once he was done, he was kept there prisoner. He says that his TARDIS is on Zeos. Or Asteros. Zeos. Zeos. Um, and he's been, you know, there about five years since the war started. Drax um, picks up the box, the distress box, that, that was a distress beacon box that was broken on the floor, which uh, looks like the one that K-9 had been following. And um, the doctor says, oh, you made this? He says, yeah, well, we never know. Never hurts to have something out there. Who knows might, who might pick it up? Um, the doctor asks him something about wherever did you pick up the interesting accent or something he has, and he says Brixton Way. Because um, he was stuck on Earth and for like ten years or something. He says I had to learn lingo. He says. <coughs> And he asks, the doctor asks about the hole in the wall and, and uh, where does it lead. And Drax says he's been tumbling all over the place and he's been looking for the transmat. Um, to the doctor, they go through the hole, back through the hole, and it's more of a workroom of Drax's. And he's got some equipment parts and mechanical parts, electrical wires all over. And the doctor sees that he has a nearly functional stabilizer. It's like, uh, you said your TARDIS was on Zeus. Why do you have? Why did you, you take the stabilizer out? Well, I had to repair it. Uh, he says you could have escaped by now. This is almost, you know, complete. So, Doctor sorts it and says to uh, Drax, "How um, were you about to suggest that you and I make a run for it in my TARDIS?" Well, it's a good idea, isn't it? He says, well, it's a very good idea. And what, I get inside and then it's, you know, knock over the head and you take the key to time to the shadow and Drax admits to it and says, well, I didn't know it was going to be you, did I? Um, you know, he said I was for the chop if I didn't do it. And he says, well, yeah, well, you still would have gotten the key and then you still would have been for the chop because he was still going to do away with you if he did his, even if he did his bidding. The doctor makes sure that Drax doesn't have a controller device on him, and it's this way because he's not working for the, the shadow. It's like the, what the doctor figures out and obtains on his own. Drax says, well, why don't you work with me instead? And the shadow's there. Romana's being tortured, and she finally let out of the cage and falls to the ground and the shadow says that she's told me all her information and it's still not enough so he sends K-9 to find the doctor and K-9 responds yes master and uh, Romana yells out no K-9 she realizes he's under the shadow's control he, Drax is working on uh, uh, some of the electrical 
technical equipment he had there and the doctor peeping over his shoulder trying to help saying it's it's always there something synaptic synaptic adhesion oh thank you I hear it several times I think I remember and Jack says no it's always this and he says he's not liking the help so the doctor says okay well where does this lead and so he goes to explore another tunnel, and Drax says, uh, oh, be careful of the mutes, or the, the guards, shadow guards. So running along the tunnel, the doctor encounters K-9, who calls him Doctor. And uh, there's a grate between them, and K-9 gets his attention, gets him there and the doctor tries to reach out and bang at the gate and he canines that would not be tolerated I have a message for you so he comes back to the grate and the doctor um, talks with him and canine says that that shadow will trade the key to time for Romana so the doctor talks a bit with canine and then bursts through the grate and grabs K-9 and pretty much forcefully sends him back down the tunnel to Drax. He lands in a heap at the bottom and he tells Drax to remove the controller under his chin. Uh, Drax does that and then he says, what is this? What's my computer? And then he sees that it's a, it's a dog. So the doctor heads off and uh, gets to the end of the tunnel. He's looking around and runs right into one of the shadow guards and the shadow guard takes him to the shadow um, Drax continues working um, and K-9 says mobility unit impaired must you know be put in upright you know position and you know, do this or I'll blast you <laughs> so Drax gets up and turns him over and so good dog and then K-9 also tries to help Drax finish up this project and um, gives the same advice the doctor gave so with the shadow the shadow is trying to strike a deal with the doctor and uh, says that you know, he will trade Romana for the segments and the doctor says well I assume you have the sixth segment and the shadow says, the sixth segment is here. And um, the doctor says, well, what is it? What does it look like? Or is there something? And um, he says that the doctor has already seen it. He mocks the, the doctor's time loop as being puny. And the uh, doctor says, how you know, you'd know that I've tried to protect Atrios and Theos. And that's when he mocks his, his time loop. Shadow says that while you know that he goes on to expound on how his great plan and how he is smarter than the doctor because he's been waiting he located the sixth segment and he's been waiting there while the doctor or the time lord that was going to be uh, charged with finding the segments found the others so he could just wait there and then take them from him. Um, 
He says that the war between Atreus and Zeus was nothing but a rehearsal for the great war of the universe to come between the Guardians. And he says that he and his Black Guardians, not power that they want, but destruction that they glory in, he says. So he tells the daughter to go fetch the key time. And he leaves with a with a guard. So Drax is finished and it seems to be a, it's a ray gun of some kind that the doctor has him working on. And so he heads off to find the doctor and tells K-9 to stay. The shadow is finished with Astra and he removes the device from her neck and she seems to like awaken from a sleep and is very startled by this creature of the shadow that she sees. And Romana tries to calm her. So Drax is located the doctor and he's following along with the, the guard and, and the doctor to the TARDIS. The doctor stops outside the TARDIS and is talking and stalling by talking to the guard and saying, you know, once the shadow gets the key to time, you and your friends will be superfluous. So, you know, when he gets his key, you know, first he'll kill me, then he'll kill, first he'll kill you, then he'll kill me, and he does kind of hand gestures pointing to the guard and back. Drax is watching all this and sees the doctor's motions, misinterprets, I believe, the doctor's motions, and then says, yeah, I, I got you, doctor, and he steps out from where he's been watching and turns the ray gun and fires at the doctor. And the ray gun, this green light emits and hits the doctor and the doctor appears to be shrinking. And we end. I always hate it when they add a character whose really sole purpose is to be dumb. Yeah. And I get the feeling that's the purpose for Drax in this. Yeah, it's true. It's kind of... It adds a, a little bit more interest, though, to have somebody else who's not an Atreus or Zeus. Um, Does it? Well, I I found it just adds a little bit to the story, gives them another ally in the, the valley of the shadow as they are. Even though he's been planted there and kept there, we find out by the shadow. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's another layer of of interest even though because you know we're really not sure of his loyalties mm -hmm. still I mean we kind of are but there's still the possibility that maybe he's not really with going to be with the doctor and he's you know putting on the face of old school chum and everything and the doctor thinks he's figured him out that how the shadow may have threatened him to make, to make him make the mentalis and start the war and then threatened him that he needed to be there to serve this other function. 
uh, and tricking whoever the Time Lord was uh, who would have the segments. Um, and it seems like he's come along and he's going to work with the Doctor, but don't really know. Yeah. I guess it adds, could add a little intrigue. I guess. Because we know where the marshal stands. Well, he's stuck in the time loop now, but we right. know what his agenda was. Um, Merak and Astra, um, we know she's been under his control anyway. And before that, they were trying to work for peace. Um, Merak and Shap are back on Atrios. So, um, kind of just left down to Ramana, the Doctor, and the Shadow, so... Then we've got a whole other episode to go, so it's, um, I thought it was kind of funny when says, you know, how did you achieve that interesting accent or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny they felt they had to explain why he talks so differently from the doctor and Ramana, you know. He does an interesting uh, cross over his heart, like, you know, swearing to the doctor um, that, you know, he's not under the, do the shadow's employ, you know, as the doctor looks for the, the device on him and uh, he draws back and he does a, he crosses his two fingers of each hand and index finger and then, like, over one his heart and then moves it across his chest to the other corner. To the other heart. To the oh, to the oh, to the other heart. He crossed both his hearts. Duh. Can't believe you didn't get that. Sorry, it's been a long day. I've been at work for twelve hours today. That's no <laughs> excuse. <laughs> okay, sorry. Never mind. I, it's it's cool that he did that, even though I didn't catch on that's what he was doing. I'm sure everybody else would have. Um, another thing with Drax is, um, well, we said he calls him Thiet, which is a, you know, a nickname, uh, a shortened version of Theta Sigma, mm -hmm. he calls him, which is apparently the nickname the Doctor had at the Academy on Galifrey. So it's kind of a, a fun thing to find out about the Doctor. And we said that we, we hear it again later anyway. I don't think we'd heard it before, but since this episode, we, we will hear it again anyway. Right? The Theta Sigma? Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, we hear it once uh, for the Seventh Doctor and then again in the Eleventh Doctor's time, I believe. I actually think we hear it more than once in the Seventh Doctor episodes, but I, had to see. I couldn't find any record of it. It'll be fun to find out. So. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I have any until we get the um, the obligatory obligatory um, exposition by the the bad guy, kind of about why he's better than than the doctor because mm. I located the sixth segment and I let you do you do all the work so that just means he's there lazier you go. 
Huh? That just means he's lazier. Yeah, he's lazy doesn't mean he's smarter. Um, and then we find you know, more about the Black Guardian that has been you know, uh, talked about in the first episode and hinted at various times uh, since then. Mm-hmm. Which is, um, you know, seems appropriate since we're heading into our, our last episode of the key to time, and uh, you know, for you know, getting all the segments, they're supposed to return it to the Black Guardian. So you know, how are we going to get to that point? So. Um, It's been enough anyway. Yeah. Uh, do we have anything else about the story Mm-mm. itself? I, I don't think we had a lot of filler. There's a couple of bits that maybe go on a little bit too long. Some of the stuff with Drax I thought was a little super, super, superfluous. There we go. Apparently I can't talk today either. <laughs> um, it, they yeah. could they could have trimmed it a little bit and cleaned it up I think. Yeah, a, a little bit. I, I I can see that it doesn't didn't need to take that long for them to stare each other down as they you know each mm-hmm. are on the other side of the rock wall doorway. Um, well, and the bit with the doctor watching over his shoulder while he worked. Yeah. And kibitzing. Just felt like they threw it in there for comic relief, not because it made any difference to this rest of the story. Right. And that's pretty much my definition of filler. Yeah. They really didn't need to have that. If the only reason to have that would be to bring it back around and have K-9 give the same direction that the Doctor did, that really wasn't necessary. Um, The Doctor could have just as easily been wandering around Drax's workshop and ask, where does this lead? Oh, okay, well, just go up there and be careful of the mutes. He didn't need to have the whole situation where he was telling him how to do his job, even though he turns out to be right. Unless that's the point they wanted to make, was that the doctor was right in his Mm. direction. There is a little bit where they start talking more and uh, Doctor says, Drax, he says, yes, feet, or feet, and uh, Doctor says, Doctor, so, like, pardon me, Doctor, you know, <laughs> uh, and then they carry on their conversation. That could have, that we didn't need to hear all of either. Drax says it as a long explanation about how he was broken down in Brixton Way and um, needed to have an eye on trying to get a replacement and does this weird kind of hand gestures just kind of to indicate that he was going to try to acquire, steal the parts he needed, grab and go. Um, that was kind of more than we needed as well. So they, they could have trimmed that down a little bit and still kept the um, the nature of the the um, function of the scene, the camaraderie and the 
and then the suspicion and then the collaboration and, and that still had just a little bit less but, but other than that um, there isn't a whole lot that really could have been trimmed too much I think I'm glad that the distress signal finally stopped <laughs> it was pretty much destroyed that is, a, that is a terrible noise I called it the worst you know, the most annoying computer sound in the world because it made me think of the Dumb and Dumber thing. The original Dumb and Dumber where they say, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? And he just makes a terrible, you know, screaming sound in the car as they're driving. Ah! You know. Makes me, that's what the computer kind of noise was ah. to me. And I guess it got broken because the doctor fell on it. I'm thinking. Into the well, trap. He picked it up and smashed it. He fell on it, yes, but then he... It was still squealing. And he picked it up and slammed oh. it down and stopped. Oh, okay. Or slammed it down a couple times. Probably was. I just was like, oh, the noise stopped. Thank you. Okay, I think I'm don't have anything else or ending cliffhanger cliffhanger yep. it's actually not bad I, I think it's apart from the fact that like you said the the character to just do something stupid because he mm -hmm. kind of ends up doing something stupid although we don't know yeah we don't know what it is we don't know done. what the ray gun it looks like he's done something yeah. stupid but we don't know given that it's the cliffhanger it probably means he didn't we just don't understand all of what he's doing. Right. But we didn't know what the what the gun was for. Right. Um, Drax didn't know either. He says, I better go find the doctor and find out. So, you know, he wasn't sure either. And I think that he was watching the doctor's signals while the doctor was talking to the guard. Mm. Mm -hmm. Maybe the doctor didn't see him. But I think Drax thinks that he, does, he did. Right. So he thinks that he means that shoot me with the ray gun <laughs> so we don't and the doctor calls out no Drax no which is a big impression that he didn't want Drax to do that right. so um, and then like I said it seems like the doctor is shrinking away from this this ray um, and we end so it's like well, what's going to happen now you know why did the doctor not want Drax to, to do that what, you know what was he going to use it for and how are they going to continue you know so I had forgotten it was a shrinking ray uh, until he starts to use it mm -hmm. oh yeah that's <laughs> that's <laughs> that's <a sigh laughs> um, yeah so I think it was uh, pretty effective leaves a lot of questions and it's kind of a good place to end mm -hmm. and we don't even see the, the full transformation either we just see him getting you know, shrinking a bit we don't see him right go to be you know we don't know how, where he ends up no we don't know how that how that stops you know so. how small can he go mm -hmm. <laughs> is that it yeah. All right. 
Join us tomorrow when we talk about the final episode of The Armageddon Factor. And the final episode of The Key to Time. Stop. <laughs> Join us then, and thank you for listening. <laughs>